0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
2: A podcast where every episode we tell stories and debate a controversial subject. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning.
1: Today we talk about whether or not the world is literally going to shit and if human extinction is on the brink. Greg tells some stories about how the current political climate has affected his general well-being and many people's general well-being, and I recall the night that Trump won the election and what that was like from a Canadian's experience. Then we get into our debate over whether or not the world is actually in a horrible period of decline that it's not going to recover from, or if this is just simply a bad blip on the overall timeline. We. It's so funny because I want to like, I'm like, do we do the jingle? But it's like, it's like, it cue feels the jingle. Like, um, I just wanted to say it feels like fall today and it's really nice. It's been a nice relief from the heat. Right? Oh my God, I'm so happy that you said that because, you know, usually you're like the hot one and I'm the one who loves fall. I famously love I fall. I am the hot one. Um, Whoa. But, uh, that is so bruised. No, it's just been really nice because it's been so hot that it's been a bit of a relief. But uh, yeah, what, what did you learn this week, Greg? Let's jump into it. Oh.
2: What did we learn this week? Okay, so I learned that Trivial Pursuit... Okay, this is such an adult thing. (laughs) I'm almost 30, so yes, I do play Trivial Pursuit. (laughs) And you know what? I'm not as bad as I used to be because I've aged. But okay, what I learned this week is that Trivial Pursuit is a game, not they're never trying to trick you. It's mm-hmm. a game of logic, and you can actually it's get not answers. It's a game
1: of logic, but it's a not a trick game. Like sometimes there's questions that you're like,
2: what? but it is a game of logic. I got ZZ uh, Top as an answer, and it was a very amazing feeling because I just was like, who has long hairs? And like, do you know what I mean? It's like right. they want you to get the answer. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like I used to play it and just like panic and like be like, oh, I don't know. But it's like, yeah, like
1: one question was like, what season do these specific birds? No, insects. insects. are insects. And then I was like, I don't know. Winter feels like it's a trick answer, but like that's obviously- The answer was winter. Mm -hmm. It was like, when do insects go through their
2: like, pausa, diapausa phase? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I don't know. It made me really enjoy Trivial Pursuit. So what I learned this week is that as- a man who was aging, I enjoy Trivial Pursuit.
1: <laughs> Isn't also, though, I just want to say, like, Trivial Pursuit's one of those games that we're a weird age for because it's, like, old enough that certain versions, like, I actually, like, I don't know any of this historical stuff, or so much of it's American that I actually, like, don't understand it. And then, like, are there new versions that would be, like, yes, Ariana that would Grande. be amazing. <laughs> yeah, they would
2: be like, who just dropped Sweetener? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also, it's a Canadian uh, game. There was
1: a Canadian version we were doing. No, though. no, it's a Canadian invented game, invented oh, in Quebec. But I mean, the main one's American. Like, it's so much American history. Yeah, but. But but we were playing Canadian. Canadian originally, one, and it was so much harder because it was just like who was at the Olympics in 1972 and won the. Bronze? Well, that was and the sports. Sport. Like, oh Spor-
2: the sports section is literally homophobic. It's like it's so specific. It's like I want a specific art section. The art section is so. <laughs> it's homophobic. <laughs> yeah, it's homophobic. <laughs> the sports section. Anything that doesn't um, cater to
1: your taste. The sports section of Trivial Pursuit is homophobic. That's what I learned this week. Oh, your turn. Wow, dark. Okay, um, this week. My learn was, like, a little more personal. So we had a video we were working on to come out uh, this past Thursday, and we've been, like, I don't know, just summer's kind of a hectic time. Like, we're away a bunch, and, like, there's been a lot going on, and, like, the team was in New York working on some stuff. So I feel like this video was a little bit of a last-minute put together. Um, Not in a bad way. And it was really good, but it just felt like it wasn't quite ready. And it was – oh it came down to that kind of decision where you're, like, do we – you know, just take this week off and work on the video more or, like, release it. Like, what is the better thing here? Like, if we're going to tweak it, is it really going to be that much better? And is it worth all the These are all things hours? that go, I think, through your head more than mine, for example. Yeah, like, I was just like, ah, like, we could wait another week, but is that, like, am I going to get neurotic and spend, are we going to spend another 20 hours on this video that's not actually going to be that much better? Like, it's still an arbitrary, it was just my viewpoint, was like, I think we can make this better, but maybe it won't be better. Like there's no objective way to know if it's literally better. So it was a nice lesson for me because then we decided, okay, let's just wait. Like no stress. We're going away. We were going to like a cottage. And so we were like, we don't want to like freak ourselves out and have to stay up all night. Let's just like not release it. It can come out next week. And, and how always, much better did that feel? Yeah, yeah. In the moment it was stressful. Cause I always get stressed. We're like, ah, but we tell people like weekly videos and like we've over the summer, we haven't released as many, but then yeah, we after, make videos every week after That's 24 insane. hours. I was like, Oh, such a good decision. Like, yeah, yes. so many creators can't make videos every week and we shouldn't have to make videos every week, but it's really hard for me to like, let go. So it was a nice reminder. I learned that like, yeah you don't need to be so crazy like nothing bad happens when you take a break and it's actually if anything lots of great things happen so
2: i'm glad you enjoyed your break and i'm excited for people to see this video on thursday with the extra added tweet. <laughs> okay like, this, this comes out on wednesday <laughs> so it comes out tomorrow <laughs> go watch it on a the uh, tablet phone near you so today we are talking about mass human extinction and whether or not right now in the world you know that things
1: are leading towards it all ending story time story time story like getting real deep to your personal stories. Have you? This is a hard yeah, stories like, about. Massive human extinction, Greg. Like tell me your are. I wish it was something epic where I was like, it.
2: when I was with the whales studying them and seeing the loss of their habitat and species, I, I just don't have that experience. We don't live in British Columbia, okay? <laughs> Mine is uh, about therapy. <laughs> okay. Well, I went to therapy this week and one thing that was really interesting that was brought up which I didn't think about was, so we were getting to the I'm the type of person who loves information. I love to read. When I talk to people, I like feel intimacy through talking about like what's going on in the world, like reading articles and discussing them. Me and you when we yeah, go out I'm for like, dinner,
1: Greg cuddle me. He's like talk to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so Greg and I experience and express our love in honestly like completely opposite ways, which in some ways is beautiful because opposites attract but in other ways has caused you know struggles and challenges in our relationship and it wasn't until I was in a therapy session that I was told about this idea of love languages that psychologists use that uh, we were really able to sort of reconcile this idea and I thought it'd be really fun to just quickly go over those love languages for those of you out there who might have this same kind of experience and uh, it, it really helped our relationship in terms of being able to appreciate what one another looks for and wants in terms of love. Number one is words of affirmation. So if you really love hearing the words, I love you and getting compliments, then this is probably one of your stronger love languages. It can also often mean that you're much more sensitive to negative feedback or insults and things like that, and those won't be easily forgotten. And this one's not just about, you know, feeling good in the moment, but how words actually have the power to make people feel competent and valued and appreciated. Number two is quality time. This one's all about giving the other person your undivided attention and doing activities. This is 100% Greg's, one of his strongest love languages. I mean, I love quality time as well, but he loves to get out, go do activities together. You know, I'm like, I just want to like sit on the couch and chill. He's like, let's go watch a movie. Let's go to the park. Let's go do this and that. And so that's uh, number two. Number three is receiving gifts. This one doesn't necessarily mean that you're materialistic and you just need to have things. But it's more about, you know, there's people who really appreciate a thoughtful gift or love giving thoughtful gifts, you know, because it takes a lot to go out or put something together. It doesn't have to be worth a lot of money. But this idea that giving things can gives uh, both pleasure to the receiver and the giver oh my gosh what am i saying Uh, you know what i mean so everyone is happy at the end of the day four is called acts of service people who speak this language want their partner to recognize that their life is rough and help them out in any way possible so like lending a hand giving favors being there for them in a way that is showing that you're willing to put your time on the line uh, to give back to the person you love and finally number five is physical touch This one's a little more obvious. Uh, I connect with this one a lot where, you know, you just want to be cuddled. You want someone to hold you or look into your eyes and have that intimate moment of physicalness where, you know, that doesn't necessarily come across through things like words. Now, these love languages obviously often apply to romantic relationships, but they can also be applied to friendships. I mean, it's great to sort of appreciate the ways that your friends experience your love. They might not see things the same way as you, and so to them, spending quality time might be important. To you, it might be talking a lot and showing you love that way so i just thought it was a really nice little thing to hear to contextualize for my whole life for looking at relationships in another way and hopefully uh, you'll find it interesting as well and have a use for it in your life so go on and experience your love languages in whatever way suits you but just remember that other people sometimes experience it differently
2: and when we go out for dinner i love it like we you are really smart we're both like interested in things. I know you like to cuddle, but you also are obviously, <laughs> you know what I mean? You satisfy me in that way. I just love to talk, 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 talk about what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think my, yeah, anyways. And so my therapist was like, have you ever thought about how the recent, like, political climate, the current climate that everyone's talking about has maybe impacted you? And I was like, "Yes, oh, I've never thought 100%. about
1: that. 100%. I Not that I'm saying, like, oh, I think about it all the time and you don't. I'm just like, I have fully thought about how there's a these dark past ominous. two years especially, but not even just two years, like anytime there's been like, I feel like the last many years, because even before that, we had like Rob Ford as a mayor and there was like all this kind of backlash with like really stark conservatism coming.
2: It's so weird though, because we're Canadian and I feel like it's so impacted by America because yeah, I love right. l- l- loved Barack Obama so much. Like mm-hmm. that's what we would talk about was literally how much I loved him. Mm-hmm. The, what we would argue about would be like you being like, oh, well, you know, like WikiLeaks and like he's not perfect. And I'd be like. Not WikiLeaks. Well, uh, Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. WikiLeaks <laughs> is like NSA. messed up. Oh, actually, WikiLeaks. Yeah. That, <laughs> ew, Julian, Julian Assange is creepy. Yeah. Look it up. Did you know that he's dating Pamela Anderson? Yeah. Isn't that wild? That's wild. So that's wild. Like, oh my God, we should do an episode on Julian Assange.
1: Actually, I'm over it. He can just like stay we in his little. We should do one about right.
2: Pamela Anderson. That was my yeah, original beard. True. Um. So, yeah, just like. I really
1: was hopeful in that time with Barack mm-hmm. Obama. Like it really, I did like when and I think kind of my life, of it's like the sun's Almost out. like blissfully ignorant because you're like, things are progressing without me having to actively participate. Right. You, you can be like, there's this person in, who's maybe the most powerful person in the world who is advancing issues I care about and without me necessarily having to like be on a picket line yeah. and be pushing for it it's kind of like a nice you get to relax and your energy gets Even to go to other things not everything's perfect like so
2: obviously. much of my energy right now is going to reading like listening to the daily being frustrated talking to friends and like mm-hmm. being like like literally last night we just had friends over and of course like within 20 minutes it's like will mm-hmm. he be impeached? Yeah. we were making a joke that Robin's gonna drop an album on the day he's impeached and like, like life's gonna be like that's gonna better. be the
1: impeachment album it's gonna be like Robin's finally <laughs> the white she's gaze, waiting for him I mean, to be ready
2: yeah but i just mean no it's like yeah and i didn't think about that i am exhausted i am more exhausted i'm mm-hmm. so sick of the news i'm so i'm so sick of reading about all these things that are like i'm pessimistic right now mm-hmm. and i know that's going to get into our debate later because i'm i think more pessimistic about you than you about the future but when it comes to my story all i'll say it's not so much a story so much as i didn't think about how the current climate could <laughs> love that word mm-hmm. the current climate The current climate climate, change. Yeah, (laughs) and this current climate change, we're climate
1: changing... Well, Imagine didn't all this time sense. people were talking about like political climate change. They're like, climate change is real. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I don't well, know. it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree. Like, I and and I mean, there's so many studies like not specifically about this, but about how people like even if you think of like racism or like homophobia, like those things, even when people aren't being physically attacked, affect your physical well being, being stress, anxiety. Like this, I feel like the baseline for those things for a lot of minorities, especially is a lot higher right now and we're not even american think of people in america who are just like is my life going to be really impacted by this like am i not going to be able to travel am i not going to be able to like purchase things from a store because i'm xyz so that baseline and we're in Canada we're also feeling it because it kind of like rubs into our culture which is like pretty like Americans culture is so big that it like bleeds for people who don't know Canada really struggles having its own culture or identity because like we just
2: get all American TV shows we're physically so similar same language
1: American media has so much more money so it's like it is often not always but often like higher budget better um, can do more interesting things. Like, what do we have? Shits Creek? <laughs> You've heard yeah, of Shits no, Creek? There's definitely things that are great that are Canadian, but Tim yeah. Hortons anyway, is so sad. It's just Anyways. like every day I wake up and look at the news about Trump, and I think it, the last two years have been like a worsening situation where I actually just feel hopeless about the world.
2: Also, it's like my family is a Rosie O'Donnell family. We <laughs> did not miss an episode. She dictated our happiness levels. Like, when she was upset, we were upset. And it's like literally. My family's worst nightmare that Trump is in power, but it's because just we love be, Rosie O'Donnell.
1: I'm just hoping, you know, when like a good TV show or a movie, like gives you the villain and you don't get the win right away. You have to like when he's finally impeached or when he's finally voted out. It will feel so good because it's like I know, but he's so that's d- the sick only way. His head that's the only way I rationalize it. Yeah. That I'm just like this is a story. And you never beat the bad guy right away.
2: Yeah. But he's so good at spinning things in his head because he's literally ridiculously like sick in the mm-hmm. brain. That it's like he'd be like locked in jail and be like, I won, I was the best president ever. Wasn't I the best president ever? Like well, yelling through be his in jail cell.
1: Jail, yeah, who cares? He literally is such a fucking idiot. Uh, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> explicit uh... out of mark those But this actually it's true. Out. It's like why would you ever hold back saying that about him? He yeah. literally is, he can't Hade. read. So, ironically, my story is tied to this because it was about, like, the night Trump was elected, which, as we're saying in Canada, like, I was watching the live streams of the election coverage of Trump, and everyone, I remember, like, I was being kind of pessimistic, but almost to just, like, it for, for it to feel really good when Hillary Clinton won. Like, I was like, guys, I'm actually scared. Like, Trump might win. Like, some of the polls show it's like way closer than I would expect. We had the tech kettle going. We had tea. We had yeah, chips. And, and we I remember hopeful. our friend Brody literally being like, Mitch. And at the beginning of the election, like, he was in the lead. And then I was like, ah, uh, see. And everyone was laughing, like, Mitch, he just won, like, Texas. Like, are you really freaking out right now? Like, of course he was going to win all these regions, whatever. And I was like, yeah, okay. But yeah, I just remember. It felt so surreal. It felt like a dream. I'm, I'm sure so many people listening can relate. Where you're just like, ex- not even like I was expecting it to be a blowout, but deep down, I would have. I was like, it'll feel so good if he gets wiped out, and that just sends a message, like, yeah, we're not accepting this kind of behavior, this kind of um, this, these kind of ideas, but. Yeah, we all kind of got together. It was like going to be a little cute little party. We had like food and drinks and we were chilling. And then it just, it also took a really long time. It wasn't official. So I think eventually we were all like, this is weird. And everyone had to go home. And then it was like, well, we also had
2: so much anxiety that the fun was sucked out of it that we all were like, let's go home. Because Mm -hmm. also it was, yeah, the results were coming in and away. I think they didn't officially come We woke up at 5 a.m., went mm, on our phones and like laid in bed looking at each other like, 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 oh my
1: God. Is the world real? And I remember
2: also coming to work and thinking with Rachel, our producer, I love how I always say our producer, i like, she's in this podcast, uh, but watching her like defeat speech or whatever, like when she had to come out, Hillary Clinton, and like Rachel just started like crying, like we were crying at work.
3: It's true. I cried after the election, like the liberal snowflake that I am. And this was not the first time I cried at work and I guarantee it won't be the last. I'm lucky to work in a supportive office where crying isn't that taboo. But why is crying, a natural human response, so weird at work? For starters, it violates what anthropologists call display rules, which are our cultural norms for self-expression and socialization. It's why it's no big deal to see your friend crying at dinner after a big breakup, But seeing a coworker at work sobbing by their desk is like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. But crying is supernatural. There are basal tears that keep your corneas from drying out. And then there are psychic tears, I love that name. So psychic tears are both for positive and negative emotional states. And you may have noticed that women cry these psychic tears more than men. So am I crying at work because I'm more sensitive and less tough than my male coworkers? No, a lot of it is just hormonal. Men generate more testosterone, which inhibits crying, while women produce more prolactin, which seems to promote it. The anatomy plays a role too. Men have larger tear ducts than women, so more tears can actually well up in their eyes without it spilling onto their cheeks. Ah, lucky. As mentioned, there are the biological reasons for this, but there are also social reasons. For example, women are socialized to not respond in anger. In studies, angry men are thought to deserve more status, a higher salary, and are considered better at their jobs than angry women. And so, because women are more likely to be punished at work for showing anger, we often use tears to display not just sadness, but frustration. But crying usually makes us feel better. It stimulates the production of the feel-good neurotransmitter dopamine. A survey found that when a man cried at work, afterwards, they felt that their mind was sharper, the future seemed brighter, and they felt more physically relaxed and in control. Unfortunately, most women felt a lot of shame and guilt after they cried. And another study found that their fears are kind of warranted because coworkers judge female criers more negatively than male criers. Where when a man cried, they said they felt closer to them. They felt that they were being vulnerable and that that was a good thing to see that human characteristic. But for women, yeah, sometimes that assumption that they are unprofessional or even that they were faking it would come across. I don't know what to say about that. It's frustrating to me that the same emotional response is perceived in two different ways whether you're a man or a woman. And I'm not sure what would need to happen to make that change. But if you do find yourself crying at work, own your tears. You don't have to be embarrassed. You're a human being and be gentle on yourself.
2: I remember my sister also said something really sad where she just like didn't think so too. And she's like, I just thought there'd be a female
1: president. Like her, her was like more ideolo- yeah. ideologically it's been upset. It would be nice to see that. And yeah, like I not, I like, not wow, that this is so depressing. Debate. Yeah, sorry. And I feel like I've heard people it was a nice day. like it <laughs> is the democratic process, like. That's the way it is. We can not we. It's funny that we say we, but like people can vote him out coming up and that's the prerogative. It just sucks. The things he's doing, but like if he won, he won. And that's this, maybe the system's broken. I don't know, but uh, it's just so hard.
2: But also there's that other side where it's like people, like racism like, still existed throughout Obama years. Like it's important yeah. that people didn't think like, racism it, was over. Gone. That's true. Right? Like, it's like, like here's there's a nice still, little reminder of yeah. like the
1: deep-seated problems. Like homophobia
2: is real. Like yeah. this is literally America. No, like, let's address it. Yeah, yeah. You were under the guise before of like America is so amazing. But now it's like, no, literally it is in like very divided place. So is Canada. Like we're seeing that now. Yeah. Like we th- people think of Canada as this utopia. We just elected Doug Ford. Like mm-hmm. there are so many issues that need to be sorry in Ontario that need to be combated. And it's sort
1: of important because to as be reminded, much as we're upset, it, yeah. we're rallying. Like yeah we've gone to the And And finally like, like where I'm at now is like I just I'm hitting that point where I'm like, do I need to get into politics? Like I feel so oh my God do it. Because I'm just like well, I would, would support you. you I would no, your little I, like, white you think, like we like I just think like there's only so long you can sit before you're like no one else is not. No one else is standing up Plenty of people are standing up But you're like It's not happening fast enough And it does need people who Oh my god to it. Mitch Like, like literally be, I, I don't know But I just don't know Anything about politics And I'm like I don't know Cynthia to,
2: Nixon Trump and Mitchell Moffat The celebrity mixing over With the politics, okay. a Big brother uh, alumni yeah, yeah I've got that Big brother crowd They're probably But seriously Whatever Like I would support you Oh my god Mitch 2022 I will have your back I will canvas Wait I'm not running In America no, in Canada, twenty twenty two. I don't know, like against like whoever like the other one is. <laughs> like for what elections
1: in twenty twenty two? I don't know. I'm, well, we'll start provincially. <laughs> no, we'll start municipally. Uh, okay, okay. You're gonna sure. get us some bike lanes in Toronto. But see, sweetie, I just don't want to do that. I just want to like see. I'm mostly interested in like the moral political side of things, right? Like the isn't the that issues. what politics is? Yeah, but, but then so the much of it is like fiscal, like, I don't know a lot about, like, uh, like markets and... and oh, understand. and Trump does? No, he doesn't. But I just mean, like, I don't believe he should be in office because he has no experience with that, and I don't know. No, it's um, true. I see what you're saying. But um, I think you would be all a to very, say very good politician. the end of the world could be coming... Thank you, Trump. But maybe if we get into politics and act and organize, it is true more than ever. Everyone, like, can can go on Twitter and complain. But organizing is so important for voting. Like, getting people who are active door-to-door, getting people excited, like, I just think more than ever everyone needs to participate in organizing because that's how huge movements have always won out. You get people like Martin Luther King who are organizing movements because people need someone who to lead them and to put them in a place where they go, How can I be useful? What can I do? Ugh oh, we need that. It was Obama. It, we need yeah. another we, yeah. person. Yeah. There'll be hopefully someone will come up. There have been a couple of candidates in the States right now that are really exciting because they're, you know, they're kinda have like that, that Bernie Sanders um excitement like they're they're the face of someone who's just going to be really progressive it kind
2: of happened with trudeau a little bit i mean people and another thing Mm -hmm. in canada people really roll their eyes at Trudeau, and he's going to have a hard time in the next election Mm -hmm. for a variety Mm -hmm. of reasons but there was a lot of excitement around him and it worked right like he was elected because there was he was that person he has that story like that
1: sense of hope and like he was a good speaker
2: and he's fine. <laughs> and he's got a tight but, little um, butt. And he can do a so really sure. good yoga position. <laughs> and he's actually really, really attractive. Did you know that? Oh, Justin yeah. Trudeau was cute. I didn't know. He's really cute. And he has a bubble <laughs> butt. He has a bubble butt.
1: Yeah, he's fit. That's the key. Um, you have a bubble butt. You could definitely. I do elected. not have a bubble butt. I have a little butt that's being worked on right now. But you're is, gonna get that to a political butt. That's gonna be a political bubble butt. No time. A,
2: once the bubble butt, I'll go into politics. And know who else has a bubble butt? Trump. Yeah. Barf. No, Trump's is more like a porridge butt. It's like oh. it looks like. But we shouldn't make fun of people's appearances. Um, but Donald Trump. So come on. Yeah, but he is like a really old man. Is Nick gross He's like seven foot two or something. It's like disgusting. Whoa. He's Like a literal monster. Well, no, obviously, I know he's like six <laughs> but he's like weirdly tall like which like is tall. disgusting to me whereas other tall people I'm like that's hot
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so is the world ending uh, or humans ending and that is what we're coming back with in a minute debate uh, we'll let you know who's on what side Oh, let me come back back
2: Podcasts are controlled by an algorithm, which is horrifying.
1: Uh, but it's also important for us, for you to like it. Yes, like it. Leave, a, leave comment, a comment, which L- we read and yes. love to read. Yeah, it feels so nice. Let us know like where and when you're listening to them or your story about it. Someone did nice. on a road
2: trip recently, which warmed my heart. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe we can share those stories every now and then. But yes, it means so much to us when you...
0: Here's a cool fact. A crocodile oh. can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Rate it anywhere you're listening and leave a comment, like it, whatever. And use the hashtag SideNotePodcast because
2: we also read that and people aren't using it enough and we just want to know what you think of our pod. (laughs) All
1: right. Thanks, guys. So today's premise for our debate, debate time, is human extinction, whether or not the world is ending right now, like are we in the process of humanity coming to an end? And our two sides are, Greg believes this, he believes that, uh, yeah, we're near the end, like things aren't looking good, and they're not coming back, they're not bouncing back, and myself, Mitch, my uh, position is that no, this has happened before, and it's, you know, it's it might be a bad time but the world's not ending. So, where do we begin, Greg? Why what makes you really think that we might be experiencing some like really intense end times, apocalypse type. Okay, well, I'll
2: start with just climate change. That's my main thing. I'm okay, I'm a pessimist, I guess, but I'm not, but I'm pessimistic. Like I'm not hopeful of the future, <laughs> but I think I never really have been. But I think more is been escalated out. But I, my main thing is climate change. I think that the way that humans work, I think the only way that we are going to be able to combat the fact that this is going to be devastating to our lives and our children's lives and our children's children's lives. And I think I'm arguing more that there's like we're spiraling into chaos, not necessarily that we're like going to fully go extinct is because climate change, in order for it to actually not have the impact that I think it's going to have governments people need to unanimously get together and regulate the way that we live our lives and i do not think the capitalism the way that we live our lives i do not think that we are actually ready for it and i'm a, personally a great example of that i believe in climate change i be, i try to do the best i can but there's only so much i can do without a government regulating my life and it, we're going the wrong way and we see and that with so tons of people your perspective
1: elected. is that it will go so far that we will all die?
2: I think that not. I okay.
1: I almost would like restart. I don't mean that in a negative way. Like I'm not saying you're wrong. I just mean do you picture I don't picture everyone dying, but I okay, picture like the world nature. becoming
2: worse and uh-huh. worse and worse. In terms of climate especially. In term my main concern is climate change and climate refugees and democracy falling and the majority
1: of people on this planet's lives becoming worse as opposed to better. Wow. See, I don't think that I think like we will see negative times for sure. But I guess like my, in my mind, I'm like uh, 80 years ago or so, the entire world, well not the entire world, but like effectively the entire world with armies was at war and we survived that. Like right now we're actually in a pretty big time of peace. I mean, I know there are lots of global conflicts, but, and perhaps like, uh army capabilities are so much greater today so if there is a big conflict like that's going to cause more problems and be a lot worse than before but i just feel like it's a bit of a red herring in that like we've the earth the earth and humans have gone through lots of turmoil i know what you mean in a sense that like we can't be sure that we can keep up with climate change like if we don't make take action now is it just too late later that we actually live miserably but i don't know that the earth's gonna get so hot that everyone just like dies You know what I mean? But I'm not saying that everyone's
2: just dying. I'm talking about the world. I think the world is getting worse. Oh, but that's a different premise than
1: human extinction.
2: Well, I don't know. I think you're right. I don't think that humans are going to fully go extinct, like as if like a comet hit and like we Mm. just were wiped out. I'm trying to say that I actually think that the world is getting worse and many humans are going to die. And I think that like I'm just worried about the future more than I am hopeful, more than ever before in my life. And another thing is that we've chatted about is and we've just finished this book homo deus and i mm-hmm. honestly think ai is a huge issue and it like mm-hmm. the book had a huge impact on me because it made a lot of sense like if you think about even google the amount of people that they employ is so minimal compared to like car manufacturers and these jobs of of like the 80s and 70s and 60s and all these times when the world was really booming post the war there was like an economic boom and like now everything's going to silicon valley the jobs are disappearing and i just don't think we're going to get our heads around universal like universal income, like socialism, are you kidding me? That's like under attack right now. That I'm worried that all the things that are necessary for us to like progress as a human species, just over all these years and all these borders that have been created, have just started to like crumble. And we see the impact of that. Like globalization is like falling apart. And I just don't know. I'm like, it's like at a
1: really important time, but we I, should be coming together. Don't you think like any. Okay, I I don't disagree with like the AI problem. Like that's a big problem. That's why lots of people are talking about like universal income because what happens when so many jobs are taken by robots and humans are not necessary. Which they're already doing. Yeah, so I do think that's going to cause some major problems. I actually just
2: started dating my Alexa. Like things are getting crazy.
1: (laughs) But what I'm getting at is like uh, I think that no matter what any major shift like if we're talking about like moral shifts of people being more accepting and coming together and, and accepting that globalization, like our worlds are more interconnected than ever before. Like of course there's going to be resistance to that, right? Like we can't just accept or expect that every transition is just going to be like, cool, everyone's on board. Everyone's accepting this new lifestyle, this new profit process, this new way that we think and connect. I just think we're experiencing like a really big resistance right now but it's a natural resistance in my mind. Like, it's there because it's hard for people to change their minds, their mindsets, and maybe it, de- it is generational in some. Maybe I'm wrong. The other option is that there actually is such a divide amongst people right now, and it's not generational, and it's, like, literally two fractions factions of human thinking of, like, this, like, liberal, liberalism versus, like, conservatism. That is, to me, separate from, like, the issue of Artificial intelligence.
2: Okay, I guess. Okay, then I'm going to keep going back to the same point, which is climate change. I'm literally like thinking, okay, the world is growing in population, right? Let's even think about like, say America falls, like which could very easily happen, right? Democracy falls, Canada even falls, like we're coming at this from a Western perspective. China, for example, like it becomes the next world superpower. Like that's very, Mm -hmm. could happen. They are growing so much in population, they need sand. There's not enough sand on this planet to build everything they need to have infrastructure.
3: Okay, when Greg first told me the world is running out of sand, I laughed at him. Fresh water, okay. Oil, sure, but sand? I also realized I don't know anything about sand. So I'm going to assume that most of you don't know about this alleged sand crisis either. So here's what I found out. First off, geologists define sand not by composition, but by its size. Grains between 0.0625 and two millimeters across. And here's something I found that's interesting. Almost always sand is formed through the erosion of bigger rocks. But those bigger rocks themselves are formed from the accumulation of little rocks. So sand is basically a never-ending story where each grain of sand has probably gone through six cycles of life. And by life, I don't mean like life-life. I mean, you know what I mean. You know that sand's not alive. But when we're talking about sand, in the industrial world, it's known as aggregate which includes gravel, crushed stone, and various other recycled materials. Natural aggregate is the world's second most heavily exploited natural resource, right after water. In 2014, the United Nations Environmental Program published a report titled Sand, Rarer Than One Thinks. In this report, they concluded that mining of sand and gravel greatly exceeds natural renewal rates. So what is all this sand used for? Sand makes concrete. 80% of concrete is aggregate. Same thing for asphalt, 94% is aggregate. A study found that a typical American home requires 100 tons of aggregate to build one house. And only a mile long section of a single lane American highway requires 38,000 tons. And the cell phone that's probably in your hand right now is made of sand melted sand so the cell phone screens wine glasses window panes all this glass is made from sand sand is used for the filtration and water treatment facilities and septic systems and swimming pools so yeah sand is pretty important and with the swift development that is happening in asia we're using more sand than ever before and in places like india where commercially useful sand is now so scarce, the markets are now being dominated by what is being called the sand mafia. Criminal enterprises that sell materials taken illegally out of rivers and other sources, sometimes killing people to safeguard the deposits of sand. So there you have it. Now you know that sand is an incredibly important resource and is becoming more and more scarce. One more thing to add to your list of worries. You're welcome.
2: They need fresh water. There's not enough fresh water on this planet in order for them to drink it. They need to take in climate refugees because like many parts of the Philippines are now underwater. Like things are going to become, in my opinion, like, worse like children of men like that movie children of men (laughs) yeah yeah. like that i'm not saying humans are going to be extinct but maybe that future is not going to be like bright because actually we're gonna have to deal with the physical repercussions of what we have done to this earth and scientists are just screaming, and we've like mm-hmm. always been screaming, and people aren't changing. In fact, people in but China are eating more meat than ever. Change. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> but there are major initiatives and like towards like green energy, like solar. But that's and been moon. all cut by Trump. Yes, but is This is attack. one administration. Like we know. Yeah global climate impacts are on a large scale. So, like, yes, this four-year impact of, like, taking away benefits for, like, you know, green cars or whatever is going to have an impact. But the hope is maybe in the longer big scheme, this is just a little dip and it can come back to normalization. But
2: what makes you think that? Like, even thinking I just think, of like, Canadians, th- we're the worst when it comes to oil because we have the most money, right? And the world's getting more money. Like, people are becoming yeah, more but wealthy. if we run countries. out of
1: sand, we're going to have to find an alternative. I don't think running out of sand means that people are doomed like we can exist and find alternative ways just like we're running out if we run out of oil if we run out of fresh water we just have to find technological ways to make it work and I do agree this is probably at the cost of like the less fortunate people in the world who are the ones who are going to be like, we literally don't have fresh water because you used it all and we can't afford the technologies to turn salt water into fresh water. That's awful. Yeah, no, I agree. That's that's where I don't know what will happen. And that's
2: already happening, I guess, because there's starvation around the world. Like the resources are so mm-hmm. unbalanced. Like also wealth, like income disparity is like now more than ever. The, the richest people yeah, it is have much so much power and money. There's so few of them that we're under, like, we're at their whim of empathy, which it's, like, they're not showing. It's weird. Like, that's something, I mean, that's so generalized. That's a generalization on my opinion, but I am very, like, concerned and confused by people with that amount of wealth, not just, like, you know, giving it away. We've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, literally, in the book, there's, like, there's the eight wealthiest people have more money than, like, two billion people on this planet, like, combined. Mm -hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's an amazing thing that, like, our species has, like, created for itself, that it needs to be... or like when you when like when I think of narratives and movies, I'm like, this is the beginning of that narrative with like the evil people at the top of the hill, you know what I mean, with all the money, like insular, and there's all these people around mm-hmm. trying to clamor literally physically to the top of the mountain because there's water everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's just like where my brain goes. And like, even I just can't like if things become like capitalism and consumer culture is so ingrained in us, and I'm like, I can't escape it. Like I, as much as I want to, yeah. I can't. Like i order uber eats right right because it's like that's gonna help me that day and i buy new clothes when i probably don't need to or i don't know i'm just like we're all so wrapped up in it and as we get older and have autonomy with our own money all it's done is made me turn my ac on my parents were staunch like no, turn the heat up put the ac down and now that i'm older i'm actually like you know i consider myself an environmentalist in many ways but i'm still like no my dog's cold I mean, or my dog needs to be colder. (laughs) I'm an adult now. I can turn my
1: AC down, right? Like, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, like in those moments, I'm like, I'm not doing it. Well, that's a different debate we have sometimes when I'm like, we just have different, like, body temperatures. And I think it's unfair when you just think we're turning it colder because I'm, like, actually uncomfortable. But maybe I'm being a baby. I I just mean, like, I like temperature control. In my mind, sometimes I argue with you because I'm like, also, I want to live in a home where I am comfortable. And we want a comfortable life
2: because that's true, we because we're feel like lucky. we deserve it because we work hard at work because we're part of this system. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to say that we're bad because of it. I'm trying to say we can't
1: escape it, mm-hmm. and we're also of all people even having this conversation, like actively thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It is really hard, and I think like that's where why I do think that like governments are so important. Like people obviously in america especially people are so against like government intervention in their lives right it's like like i don't know they, Isn't they really the Second hate Second Amendment idea. to have guns so that they can like fight the government if they like, need just to? in case is I that think. true i don't know if that's why i i guess it's like you can't take away our guns because we need to be able to protect to, like, ourselves fight the government <laughs> um but i definitely think like it just like i said with organizing like individuals can't take on the responsibility they should. But as you said, we're people who care about this and we can't even fully take on this responsibility in our own lives that it needs to like governments need to incentivize exactly. companies That's to what do I said. this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're not. And so Trump's going the well, wrong way. Some of them do, but
2: capitalism will win
1: out. It will. But that the question is, can sustainable energy as an example, Become part of the capitalist society, and that's what people think. Like that's why the Trump organiza- or the Trump uh, government is so backwards, because like solar energy and wind energy, all these things are actually becoming so much more efficient than like oil and coal. Or coal, and gas. yeah. Coal is like, a really great example. Yeah, where it's like. It's From a capitalistic a perspective, these are actually better alternatives, and all these like smart business people are like, we should invest in this before other countries do this, because then they're going to monopolize those areas and be so much better at them than we are. And we're never going to be able to catch up, and we're going to have to just buy their materials because it's so much cheaper. That's when it's like capitalism could hopefully push us towards. Like, obviously, companies are trying to get there. Like electric cars, like so many companies are racing to this electric car market as people want it, and hopefully. It's capitalism that pushes consumers there because it's like it's more energy efficient. You save more money over time. Yes, electric cars are way more expensive right now, but hopefully in 10, 20 years, they're way cheaper. And over the lifetime of the car, it's way cheaper for you than buying gas. And pretty soon they can charge like way faster and all these kind of things. So there's a a place for capitalism, I think, to aid and assist this problem, whether or not. And I'm i don't just know, like I really don't know if that's, we're, we're going to not... cross our fingers and hope capitalism does this like I don't No, think I don't will. I think we're saying governments should but the yeah. market will will move that way automatically if it becomes part of like the capitalist society. And I guess
2: the, uh, from a more tunnel vision uh, like Canadian centric Ontario centric North American centric Place That's the crazy part For me Is that people are Leaning away From the government Having control And regulating our lives Right Like that's what Trump's about He's Mm -hmm. like We're gonna Take away regulation At a time Yeah at the same time
1: When they're like But also All these people Can't do this We're gonna actually Remove the right For abortion We're gonna like Repeal Don't ask Don't tell It's like But you're An irony also That I just have to yell Because I'm like They're so anti-government Being in their lives And yet they're the people Who are literally like, oh your personal life, what you do in behind closed doors. Yeah, we're actually gonna regulate that. <laughs> so that's so thank you. That's more onto my point. in that they are like a government that's going Well this not, government's absolute crap. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the difference. But. but they
2: were elected recently. Same with Doug Ford. He's he's promising people don't want the government intermixing with their lives right now, which is hard because it's like from a human and like climate change perspective now more than ever we need someone to regulate it and we have to hope the government is going to make the right decision so it's like nicaragua for example right now politically is falling because they actually have a dictator like someone where the government has so much power that he's actually taken away social like socialist infrastructures in the country people are revolting and now there's like an actual like you know, there's civil unrest in a country. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, even when I'm hearing the other side, it's like, there's governments with too, tum- like Venezuela and Nicaragua, these places that are like democracies that are starting mm. to fall that I'm like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like both sides mm. are losing and I'm just, yeah, I'm pessimistic. I'm very, <laughs> very pessimistic. And, and, I and I just I'm think, just thinking, uh, even
1: if that, if it, some things go in that direction, I think overall, hopefully it evens out because, it just has to If things get so bad Humanity has to change I like how hopeful you are it. I'm not like hopeful Which is weird Because on a regular basis <laughs> I'm like Everything is going to shit The world sucks Like what's the point But I just feel like Inevitably It has to fix itself But that's I know sometimes a Why? really That way to think Because it also stops action Yes I know It stops like I'm complacency like, oh, we will figure it out when the time comes kind of sometimes makes me go like yeah we'll figure it out when the time comes i don't need to like be out on the street like getting into politics and we're the insane people who talk about this all the time
2: you know what i mean our friends and family they don't talk about this all the time and we're you know what i mean and like who are the people but like, wh- it's, let's just, that's it's just it's <laughs> just what
1: is the tipping point really is it and when does like humanity or our society like western society together hit this consciousness where they're all like oh shit like most of us now realize what went wrong. We have to fix this. It's going to be when it starts to immediately affect us. And it's going to be too I late. I mean, Greg is like those awful things can happen. I know this isn't comparable to a totally different issue, but like the world went to war together twice. And I'm sure there were people at those times being like, the world is literally ending Yeah, and nothing can recover from this. And in my mind, I'm just like, I do believe hopefully it, it's not going to hit that point where it's so bad. I think it could hit a really bad point where we're like, oh my God, I can't, for the last 50 years, obviously we should have all been not wasting all this stuff and making so much garbage and putting so much pollution into the air. But okay, we only realize now we're going to have to suffer through recovery, but we will get there because now we've learned. It's like, I don't know, we're just lucky as a society, like especially where we live. It's like vaccinations, how nowadays like measles and mumps and all these things are coming back because people forget how bad they are. But there was a time when everyone was like, oh my God, we need these vaccines because yes, they're healing our kids. They're like, this is so bad. We have to do something about it. It gets great and then people get complacent and then it has to get bad again before people will do anything. So
2: maybe it's like, our kids and our kids' kids' lives are gonna be really awful, but then our kids' 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 <laughs> lives are gonna uh, like yeah. start to find the the threshold I of don't positivity. No, <laughs> no, I mean I'm like I feel so bad because my argument is literally like depression, depression. Like things are getting worse, and then you're right. In my
1: day to day life, I'm definitely the one who's more like, oh come on, but relax. you can't see the only. Okay, I, we should wrap it up soon, but like yeah. the only thing. I'm thinking about it, is like you've really only thought about this since Trump's been in, no, in power. No, climate change. Are you kidding me? I've always thought about that. I, I do that's think true, that that's think my think main point. You, were, you weren't saying like the world's ending, you know. You were maybe like this is a major issue we should talk about and focus on and fix. But and I was really proud of Barack Obama and people doing things towards Could you stop climate change. Me off. No, because
2: I'm trying to explain climate change is my specific issue. Well, now I forgot what I was going to say. No, because you were trying to say that I didn't say it before, and it's only since you Trump didn't. that I brought it up. No, but you've never true. ever
1: said the world was going to end until Trump was in power.
2: No, I. St- Climate change, I've always said, could be the reason why the world ending. And that's the main reason for right now, what my point is. And I was proud of Barack Obama for like putting things in place. And I was like, maybe this could work. But I was still skeptical because I don't, you know what I mean? Capitalism and all these things. I guess are I just, still... I
1: hadn't heard you. I think, I think that. Oh, this, come on. I, I've heard you talk about climate change. I don't mean that. I just, my I whole mean, life I've been like neg- pe- pessimistic about the action inaction. I just mean, it. I think a lot of people right now are thinking the world's ending. But it's like, if you really think one man, over the course of hopefully only four years, if not less, is the reason the world's going to end. Without, like, a major war, I don't think that's all these problems have existed for the last decades like we've been contributing for them to them for that long so it's it is beyond Donald Trump like he might contribute to this problem in a major way but we need to look at ourselves way more as a society because these problems have been going on for a long time like all these issues whether it's like not even just climate change like race issues and like i don't know any sort of like minority or turmoil between people like it's been brewing for a long time and yeah. Trump is the result of not the reason for so, yeah, that's true. I guess I just mean, so it, we can, t- we still have the time, I think, to focus on it. But, and then maybe this administration is the nice reminder that like, oh, when someone crappy gets in power, like all, even our small initiatives are being washed out. So we really have to make big initiatives. Choices. when We have chance. I'm hopeful. I want you so to win it, this debate. So that it can't be like wiped out.
2: Okay, let's just say that Mitch won and things are going to get better uh, <laughs> because i that's definitely what I want deep down in my core and I want to have kids and I want them to live in a really cool life. Gosh, it's a lot to but think But climate change is the biggest concern that we all should be thinking about at all times and just like, you know, read up on it because it's scary. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, hopefully you think I won, not because I want to win, but because I want to win. I hope you (laughs) won. Yeah, I know. And honestly, it's like, whatever, we got 50
2: more years on this planet. Like, we've been born at a good time. If you're thinking about me, I think 50 years will be fine, and it's going to be our kids that are going to be messed up, so don't worry about that. And so I don't even know
1: them yet, so, like, why should I care about them? I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Okay. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think about the debate and the topic. And then- you're really good at singing. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, we follow us at Mitchell Offit, uh, wait, Whale watch, Watching. Please like and rate our podcast and comment on it, and we will. Uh chat around you guys next week I never know what to say because I'm like we're not like talking to you we'll, we'll be, be back off. with a more controversial subject
2: but I mean sorry with a controversial subject but let's, let's with like a one light, that's light lighter lighter yeah. lighter lighter. Couple lighter. Of ours we always like do that. Like, it's laugh. hard though to have a controversial subject that's funny Elon Musk was great it doesn't have like, to be controversial
1: yeah. I don't think like I think we can just pick topics that are interesting but so. you know what I mean like it's like
2: we can find we can work oh just you wait next week you're gonna be laughing on the floor just you wait you know that there was stars by the plate
1: I don't know. All right. See you later.
3: Instant Glam. Visit Impressbeauty.com/slash press on and use code Presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press on falsies.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,